what to build, what to build. Oh, come on, Lucy. Wow, you're a builder. You're a maker. You're a... <gasps> I got it! Tool call. Hammer. Hammer. Wrench. Wrench. Drill. Drill. Great job, Kapow. Great job, Kapow. Oh, no, wait, that's me. Great job, Lucy Wow. Oh, brother. Now all we have to do is turn this thing on. Let the show begin. Yo, kids, yo! It's me, Kapow, the mechanical pygmy goat, beaming into your ears all the way from Lucy Wow's barn in Pflugerville. I'm so happy to tell you that I won't be hosting this episode alone, because today I have a sidekick, Guy Neville. Um, actually, I'm the host. You're the sidekick, uh, Kapow. But my name is on the podcast title. Oh, I know. Maybe we can both be sidekicks. Co-kicks? Uh, how about co-hosts? Ah, even better. Great idea, co-host. <laughs> okay, now that we've got that settled, I guess we're ready to start today's podcast where me and my co-host, Guy Neville, will be talking about the inventor of one of my favorite snacks. Uh, wait, snacks? I thought we were talking about Alexander Graham Bell, the inventor of the phone. Ah, we are! I love nibbling on a phone before dinner, don't you? Oh, kapow. Anyway, whether you're using it for a pre-dinner snack, to call a friend, or to listen to a podcast, the phone is probably a huge part of your life. Back in 1847, when Alexander G. Bell was born, the only way to hear the voice of someone who wasn't in the room was if they yelled real loud. Now, the phoneless place where Alexander was born is called Edinburgh, Scotland. His father was a professor who taught elocution, which is a fancy word for speaking clearly, like I do. But Alexander's dad wasn't the only talented one in the house. Alexander's mother was an expert pianist. As a child, Alexander was very curious about the natural world. Everywhere he went, he grabbed plants, leaves, and any specimen he could find to experiment on at home. Helping him in these experiments was his best friend, Ben. Ben's family operated a flour mill, which is basically a factory that turns plants into flour. At the age of only 12, our curious Alexander built a device that used rotating paddles and nail brushes to improve the mill's productivity. Wow! The machine was a big success. And so, to thank Alexander for the invention, Ben's father gave the boys a small workshop where they could invent new stuff. Oh, my goodness! That's almost as cool as Lucy Wow's barn! Now, something we haven't talked about yet is that even though Alexander's mother was a great musician, she couldn't hear music. You see, she was a deaf piano player. Because of his mother's deafness, Alexander started studying acoustics, or the science of sound. Now, despite Alexander's superpowers of invention and learning, he didn't do well in school. His teachers weren't able to inspire him. So, Alexander's dad sent him to London to live with his grandfather, who was able to inspire everyone. And it worked. Soon, Alex and Gramps were spending long hours learning and studying. And probably eating tin cans, right? 
Unlikely, Capel. Bummer. Ah, well, when Alexander was 16, he saw a performance by something called an automaton. An automaton is a mechanical device that looks and moves like a human being, kind of like those figures on Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland. But this mechanical man didn't just move around, it spoke! Alexander had never seen anything like it, and soon he was trying to build his own talking robot. Hey, guy, do you wish you could see a mechanical robot who could talk? Uh, I'm sitting next to one. You are? <gasps> Can I see him? Just look in the mirror, Kapow. Oh, right! <laughs> I'm mechanical and I can talk! <laughs> I forgot! Anyway, for the next few years, inspired by the talking robot, Alexander experimented with sound, mechanics, and electricity. In 1870, Alex and his family left Europe and moved to a farm in Canada. Here, Alexander set up a new workshop that he called his dreaming place. Pro tip, kids! Every good workshop needs a good name. I call mine Kapow's Fantabulous Cuckoo Workshop Land and Water Park. Why water park? Why not? Now, even though Alexander loved experimenting with sound and electricity, he was still passionate about working with the deaf. So he opened a School of Vocal Physiology and Mechanics of Speech in Boston. The school attracted a large number of deaf pupils, including a young woman named Helen Keller who would go on to be famous herself. But that's another story. All day long, Alexander would teach at his school for the deaf, and all night long, he'd experiment on his talking robot. All this work with communication and technology combined into a new idea for Alexander, a communication machine, a phone. I think now would be a good time to talk about phones, not cell phones, but the ones that are plugged into a wall. You see, sound moves in waves through the air. When you talk into a phone, those sound waves are carried to a thin metal disc called a diaphragm. That changes the sound waves into electrical energy waves. This electrical energy then travels through wires to another phone that changes this electrical energy back into sound waves again, so it can be heard by someone on the other end of the line. Ha! It's a complicated concept, and pretty hard for me to understand, really. It was for Alexander, too. He couldn't turn his idea into a reality. He was stuck. He realized he needed help. So he went to visit a scientist named Joseph Henry, who was the director of the world's biggest museum. When Alexander told Joseph that he didn't have the knowledge he needed to create his invention, Joseph's answer was simple. If you need more knowledge, go out and get it. That's great advice. If you don't know something, don't give up. Go get it. Go learn it. Go try it. Go get it, my goats. And that's exactly what Alexander did, Kapow. He kept going and failing and learning and trying and going again and failing and learning until on March 10, 1876, he finally did get it. That's right. Alexander spoke into his latest phone prototype saying, Mr. Watson, come here. I want to see you. And sure enough, his assistant, Watson, who had been listening at the receiving end of the phone, heard him. And just like that, the first phone call had been made. Oh. That night they ate the first phone ever built, and it was delicious. The end. No, Kapow. They did eat the phone. They kept going and improved it. 
Alexander started running longer and longer wires until he was able to make a call to a house eight miles away, also known as the world's first long distance call. Then Alexander began a series of public demonstrations and lectures to introduce the phone to the scientific community, the public, and even Emperor Pedro II of Brazil. Soon, people all over the world wanted to buy a telephone. And the rest, as they say, is delicious, delicious history. Uh, I think Capaldi's needs a snack. So uh, we better finish up here. Alexander went on to invent many more things, including a metal jacket to assist in breathing, the metal detector, and a device to locate icebergs. He even invented an early form of air conditioning. But it's the phone that Alexander Graham Bell will always be remembered for. When Alexander died at the age of 75 in Canada, every phone in North America was silenced to pay tribute to the inventor. A true moment of silence. Silence is cool, but I like talking myself. Ha! So if you're like me and you'd like to talk more about Alexander, the phone, Pflugerville, Guy Neville, or little old me, just send an email to kapow at gokidgo.com. Now go have yourself an inventive day. Make something, build something, go big, and then go bigger. Go kid go! Go kid go! Go Kid Go!